Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is The Culture of Gladness. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. When I first heard someone say that joy was one-third of the kingdom, I thought to myself, I don't think so. It can't be that important. But now I'm convinced it is, and we're going to use this podcast to try to convince you as well, (laughs) if you need convincing. Righteousness, peace, and joy. I believe all three of them are the essence of the kingdom. If you get them right, you're going to get the kingdom right. If you focus on righteousness, you'll understand your biblical identity in Him. You'll understand the grace that's within us to cause us to live a life that is Christ-like. If we get peace right, we'll have learned how to trust and lean not on our own understanding how to cast all our cares upon Him, and how to do relationships well. Just do a word study on righteousness and peace, and you're going to find a whole lot of good things. But this focus today is on joy. Now, I want to share three really powerful verses in this topic. I wrote a book called Possessing Joy, A Secret to Strength and Longevity. It's an eight-week devotional for personal devotions or group study. That would be a good resource if you're looking for greater insight on joy. But let me give you three verses that I've been meditating on lately. I've shared some of this in recent blogs and podcasts and Facebook Lives that I do on Igniting Hope Facebook. The first verse is Hebrews 1.9. Your God has anointed you, Jesus, with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Jesus was anointed with an oil of gladness. He was the most glad being on the planet. He he created a culture of gladness. I believe great leaders create a culture of gladness. Great parents create a culture of gladness. The context of this verse in Hebrews 1.9 is that Jesus loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, he was anointed with the oil of gladness. It's good news. The gospel is good news because Jesus lived a perfect life. And as we put our faith in him, we receive every benefit that he won through his sinless life, including the oil of of gladness. Now, when we think about this and we think about creating a culture of gladness, I believe it is one truth that will help us see how important it is to the kingdom. Because if we're going to create a culture of gladness around us, we will have defeated a lot of negative things, a lot of kingdom hindering beliefs and practices, whether it's control of of others, the fear of punishment, guilting people into doing things, 
or unworthiness or perfectionism, which is fueled from a religious mindset. When we pursue gladness and we we know that laughter is one aspect of gladness. I have a difficult time trusting the perspective of any leader who does not value laughter. Laughter is not the only component of the culture of gladness. And I recognize we don't laugh all the time, but it is an important one. To laugh, we have to let go of something. And those somethings are important for a healthy kingdom increase. So that's one verse. That's Hebrews 1.9. Another verse is in Psalm 100, verses 1 and 2. It says this, Make a joyful shout. To the Lord, all you lands, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. I believe when we have consistently let go of gladness in our commitments, responsibilities, or assignments, then we've most likely hit the lid of our influence and kingdom increase. Now, when we pursue serving the Lord with gladness, we will realize some things. We'll realize that Number one, there's no convenient time to be radically joyful. It's it's amazing, but I used to have this unconscious belief that there would come a time that I reserved my radical joy for the time when all of God's promises were fulfilled. I didn't have any personal weaknesses happening, didn't have any family or relational challenges. All my financial needs were met. I was only hearing good news in the media, and I had no uncertainties for the future then. (laughs) And I understood this, that I was going to have to serve the Lord with gladness, with stuff going on, with things happening, with imperfections, with promises not realized yet, with my biblical identity not experienced. And it is powerful. If we aren't glad now, will we be glad then? And again, I know there's times for mourning. I know there's times for weeping. Uh, I get that. But a consistent lack of gladness at the level that we're at, to me, is an indicator that we haven't won the battle of faithfulness in this level. Because faithfulness is not just showing up. It's how We think when we show up, we show up full of faith. And I believe one of the evidences or fruits of showing up full of faith is gladness. It's gladness. All of us, if you've got a ministry assignment, if some things are happening in your family that aren't aren't that good, if your your job isn't what you want it to be, well, welcome to the club. (laughs) Because we all have those things. And I release over you right now just a great blessing of gladness. And we realize, again, I already said this, that faithfulness is not just showing up. It's how we think when we show up. And that gladness, regular gladness, is one of the signs we have passed the test at the level we are in so we can be ready for promotion and more of the kingdom. Hey, a third verse is in... 2 Corinthians 9, 7, but let each one give as he 
purposes in his heart or decides in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity or not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, this verse empowers us to develop a good decision-making process and then attach faith to those decisions. Now, as I've meditated on this verse, I've reached some conclusions which further strengthen my belief that joy is one-third of the kingdom, a conclusion that cheerfulness is one of the main evidences. We've attached faith to our decisions. Let me say it again. Cheerfulness, because this principle, God loves a cheerful giver, is so much greater than giving. It's really God loves a cheerful decider. And cheerfulness is one of the main evidences we've attached faith to the decisions we've made. And another evidence is energy. Another is power. And the conclusion from this verse is also that any responsibility, any commitment or assignment that I do not have cheerfulness in is most likely an indicator I have not attached faith to doing it. Now, I'm saying the same thing in a different way because I want to make sure we get it. This could be ministry assignments, meetings I attend, my marriage or other family relationships, bills I pay, or even mowing the grass. Whenever there's not cheerfulness, the question has to be asked, am I attaching faith to this or am I only doing it out of duty and obligation? And then also, declarations are a powerful way to attach faith to what we are doing. When I speak out loud, this is going to be a great meeting. Like, I usually do that to myself. This is going to be a great meeting. Then energy, power, cheerfulness starts to flow. Now, is joy one-third of the kingdom? Do great influencers prioritize the creation of a culture of gladness? I believe so. When we pursue joy, we will be compelled to overcome the real enemies of the kingdom. Victim mindsets, pessimism. Fear, unworthiness, insignificance, etc. We will need to deal with the doubt and double-mindedness fueling our lack of attaching faith to our assignments, responsibilities, and commitments. And we will be led to create an environment that people want to be a part of and will thrive in. Wow, this is it. The kingdom of God, one-third of it is joy. I bless you today with such a powerful revelation on joy, that it is one-third of the kingdom, that it isn't something we're to be passive about. It is, as we pursue it, it is a secret doorway into kingdom life and kingdom advancement. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. We're here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. They're just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present. And I have the power to help make it so. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. And as I've already said, pretty much for everybody listening today is probably not the best day to walk in radical joy.
but let's go for it. Let's thank the Lord. Let's start through thanksgiving. Let's continue with rejoicing, continue with praising, continue with delighting, with childlikeness, and and just using the phrase, God, I'm so excited to see what you're going to do in this situation. That's a joy-stirring belief. Hey, we're we're here at Igniting Hope Ministries. We've got some online courses coming up. We've got the Culture of Empowerment. It's going to start June 17th. My brother Phil Backlin and I on IgnitingHopeAcademy.com. We will have that course. Three, four hours a week is all the commitment that you'll need. And we're going to be teaching our best content from the original Culture of Empowerment written in 2016 and our new one that's going to be released with this course, The Culture of Empowerment for Business and Organizations. So if you're looking for something to do, you're looking for an investment, and it's going to be made for people on the go with podcasts you can listen to while you're getting ready in the morning, driving to work, whatever. This course with my brother Phil's got a PhD in speech communication and my history with leadership and empowering through the years, this course is going to be a great one for parents, for church leaders, business leaders, bosses, anybody who works with people, and anybody who wants to gain the skill to empower others and to unlock the destiny in them. Hey, if you're not signed up for our newsletter, you can go to ignitinghope.com and sign up for that, and you'll learn about all the different things we're doing. We have so many free resources on ignitinghope.com. I do it with my team five days a week. We're doing Igniting Hope Facebook. We're on Igniting Hope Instagram. Hey, if you like these, tell somebody else about it. Hey, God bless you. Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. You are entering a season of great hope, great joy, and great peace. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.